We now have must-watch TV. 60 is a number now. I'm on board. One away from tying Roger Maris. That, of course, is Aaron Judge. The NFL has proven us every single week, of course. It is must-watch TV. And you have to stick around until triple zeros on the clock because even teams down double digits in the fourth quarter are not done. We'll get into that as well. We've got the Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em as well with the American Cancer Society's Anthony Marino. He is a rabid Bills fan. He's coming up on feeling the show good. as well. He's feeling good. He should. He should feel really good right now. All right, let's get going here on Honorado and Company. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Outfit House. Shout out to Andy Heck, Katie Osborne, the entire team at Alpen House in Amsterdam and Clifton Park, where we are each and every month, one of their locations anyway, whether it's the pool and ski shop or the RV store, you can find us at an Alpen House location each and every month. All right, the news to me, Today mm-hmm. is Aaron Judge sits at 60, and today is Thursday. Yeah. You're watching us on <laughs> Saturday, you're thinking, hey, that's not today. You might right. be watching us Saturday at 6 o'clock on my 4. You might be watching us at our new time and location Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Shout out to my grandpa. 13, where Ashley's grandfather found us for grandpa, the first you're time. Watching. For the first time? Maybe for the first time. He doesn't have like a phone with internet. Um, he may have seen us on my four before. The man's but, 92 years old. He's not yeah. checking out social media. Yeah. No, I know. So this is a perfect place for him. Channel 13 on Sunday Good. mornings. So Judge is closing in on 61. Maybe he's already passed. He's closing in on 61. He's at 60. And people are like, hey, that's Babe Ruth's number. I don't really care. It's below yeah. the American League record. Right. Like we didn't talk about when Judge tied John Carlos Stanton or Ken Griffey Jr. on his way. I get it's a Yankees record and it and it was the record uh, when Ruth said it back in the late 20s. But 61 is the number we're all looking at because it is now the Yankees franchise record. And in a cool way, we'll be able to celebrate Aaron Judge as a home run king because he will have the American League record. McGuire, Sosa, Bonds were all NL players. So there's something here that Judge can claim as being a home run king, and that will be the number one dog in a specific league. It's obviously going to happen at this point. He kickstarts a ridiculous rally in the ninth inning, and we can kind of get into where we think he he ends up. But but Ash, I don't know. What for you is the bigger storyline here? The fact that he's got 60 or that that was a a memorable night in the Bronx. The fact that he has 60. I mean, listen, it was the best win of the season. Um, and, and I forget, I think it was Michael Kay who said it, but it may have been one of his broadcasting partners who said, man, I feel bad for you if you left that game early. They were down four runs going to the ninth. And shame on you if you left that game early because you go to that game for one reason and it's to watch Aaron Judge hit a home That's run. Right. So you don't leave That's until right. his final at bat. But... You got to think like as soon as he hit that home run, I did think 
all right, maybe. And then by the time they had the bases loaded with no outs, I thought if they don't get this done, they're going to be Yankee fans quitting all over the planet because it yeah. just felt like the stadium got electric as soon as he hit that home run. And they were still down three, nobody on base, no outs. And the, and the stadium was electric. Carol's watching. We knew she would be for sure. Good morning to you, Carol. Sam, good morning to you. Sam, let me answer your question right now while I've got you because you tweeted at me and I haven't had a chance to get back to you. So our guest pickers this year, I think we've said it a couple of times on the show with the Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em. We're going to alternate each and every week between one of our local business partners. Um, so we've already had uh, Andy Heck on from Alpenhouse. Um, we'll just do that every other week. And then the every other week will be a representative of a local nonprofit. So that's kind of our setup this year as we did viewers last year. The J man is watching here as well. I think yeah, I've already day. said the day Thursday because I'm so oh, yeah. programmed to be You're doing wrong. this on it's Wednesday. Ash and I are out of town for work on Thursday. So yes, we are a day early here. Um, I was not awake. You know that. Yeah, I was. But I went back and I watched the video. I watched the entirety of the inning this mm -hmm. morning. Wow. Um, and it did. It had a buzz, a feel like the, the crowd just knew. Now, it all set up. There was nobody out. Yep. And the bases were loaded. So they they weren't going to lose 8-5. They had to drive it. But, but to win the darn thing on a walk-off grand slam from Stanton – the momentum is there. It's a five and a half game lead middle of the week now in that division. The division's over. It's mm -hmm. done. Well, we're the only number we're worried about here is where does Judge fall in the line of history? And kind of here's where mm -hmm. we are in terms of the single season home run leaders. Bonds in 01. McGuire and Sosa, they're two and three in 1998. McGuire again in 99. Sosa at five and six. He did that in 99 and 2001. And then Maris was 61, obviously. So where does Judge sandwich himself in on this list? Obviously, unfortunately, not at 74, but he could crack top. He could certainly crack top three. Yeah, I was going to say my somewhere between Maguire and Sosa, whether it's somewhere between 70 and 66 or 66 and 65. Um, somewhere between that Maguire Sosa log jam there. Yeah, the over under there is an over under in Vegas, and I think it would set sixty five ish. Um, okay. Right, we're talking fifteen games to there. play. He's at sixty. 60. Yeah, that's reasonable. But he's mm -hmm. got Home Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's got Boston again. You know, four straight games here or five straight games here of of average at best pitching. So this this thing could get kind of interesting and exciting over the, over the weekend. That's for sure. Yeah, and I said this to you. I think the other day. At what point do teams stop pitching to him? I understand, like, but my thing is too. And I did think about this this morning, and I was going to ask you this question. So you get a guy like Will Crow throwing last night in a game. It's not like it's Max Scherzer, and you don't want to be a part of history. I do think, like, if you're going to be a journeyman MLB player and someone who is not all that well-known for doing anything, why not be the guy who gives up the home run? No. Someone is going to remember your name. No. Otherwise, they wouldn't remember it. I'll take that over not being remembered at all.
Yeah, but that's like saying, hey, might as well be remembered for, you know, being a serial killer. Otherwise, no one's going to remember you in history. Like, that's, I don't want my name tied to giving up the record-breaking the home run. ridiculous analogy you've ever made. You just compared a serial killer to a baseball pitcher. Come on. I'm just saying, I don't want to insert myself into history for the wrong re- To me, this is the wrong reason. Now, I'm not telling you that I'm going to just go four wide and, hey, take first base, or I'm going to be a lot too of careful are do to that. pitch around you. Uh, I don't know. This is going to get interesting here. He's at 60. Do pitchers not throw to him tonight? When he's at 61, do pitchers decide, I'm not going to throw to you because I don't want to be – I the think guy? it was Mike, was it Mike Bassick, I think, who gave up the, the 71 to okay. Bonds when he broke the record in 2001. It was Steve Traxel who gave up 62 to McGuire in 98. So these names, yes, they stay in the conscience. I mean, not that Steve not Traxel right was a guy that wouldn't <clears throat> otherwise be remembered. Like, I, I remember that guy. But yeah. Will Crow, maybe not. And who knows what Pittsburgh pitcher it could be tonight or what Red Sox pitcher it could be tomorrow. If you're the Red Sox, you just don't want it to happen against you. Mm. Because that is your arch, bitter rival. It's the Yankees. It's Judge. Everything about it feels wrong. Um, but listen, I... I always say, like, don't but be a But it's going to, right? It's going pitch to happen against the Red like, Sox. Like, you have to pitch to them. It, first of all, for the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Boston Red Sox, it essentially means – these games mean nothing. For So for you to pitch around him is kind of a joke. Like, go yeah. at him. It's going to happen against the Red Sox, right? I mean, it's just – it has to because even I mean, if he doesn't hit high. it in the last game against the Pirates, yeah. he's got, what, four against Boston? Yes. It's going to happen against the Red Sox. Point I, blank. I hope now, my guess is that Sunday game is the Sunday night game. Is it? Did ESPN? I don't know, but probably. Are they, they fortunate enough to to have probably. that? Um, if not, can they flex it? No. Well, I'm sure they could. Yeah, Look, sure. if you're ESPN, and this is what happened in '98, and I get it, we don't do things the same way we did in the late '90s because technology has advanced. But the beauty of what Magu- what was going on with McGuire and Sosa, and then and then Bonds a few years later was that they would break in. Mm-hmm. I mean, ESPN broke in every single at bat. bat. Yep. And they would then pick up a, a an important Bonds or Maguire game mm-hmm. because they wanted to say, hey, we had that record breaker on our – I don't know that that is going to happen here. Are, are the broadcasting rights too exclusive at this point we know the friday night deal with the friday night's games on apple tv by the way people so get ready to lose your minds well and and the very well if it doesn't do it tonight tomorrow night's game could very well be rained out it looks like it's going to rain all day down there so if he doesn't do it on when on third on wednesday night my gosh what day is it on wednesday night and they get rained out thursday you're still only talking about hey he'd be looking to tie it but we saw this guy hit we saw this guy hit two in one game twice now in the last week and a half or so. So it's possible that he goes 61-62 in the same night. And it's possible that it happens on a subscription streaming service. That would be pretty bad. Uh, Those are the breaks. Sam, I disagree here. Those are the breaks. Uh, listen, I agree that in the long run, this is more important. That this division race between these two teams is more important. No, it's Tonight, not. Tonight... No, Tomorrow night, the next night, there is nothing more important in the sport no. of baseball than every Aaron Judge at bat. 
I am feeling so nostalgic. I feel like I'm back in the 90s when I was literally glued to the TV watching Maguire and Sosa. I'm back there, and it's for my team. There's nothing more important. This division race is not more important. There have been too many wild card teams to go on to win the World Series in the last decade plus that we know it can be done. You do not have to win the division in order to win the World Series. Now, the playoffs are a little little bit different. Yeah, Uh, There are more teams in. You're not going to be able to really set up your, but it doesn't matter. We're talking about a Yankees franchise record, the the most historic and prestigious franchise in baseball history. And we're talking about an American League record here. Winning a division, look, winning divisions are nice, but it come coming from somebody who won 14 straight as a fan of the Braves and won World Series, winning a division doesn't mean jack. If you don't win the World Series. Now, if Judge hits 66 of these things and they don't win the World Series, this is still not a lost season for Aaron Judge. He's going to be the MVP. And oh, by the way, he might just do this as well. Win the American League Triple Crown. Now, Miguel Cabrera did it in 2012, but it hadn't been done since the late 70s when Yastrzemski last did it. Uh, So it'll only be the second time in the last half century. And... And it's even more rare on the NL side. It hasn't been done since 1937. A triple crown is incredibly significant here. And and this is being lost in the wash of 61 and 62 and, and however many more after that. But this is an incredible accomplishment too. And we haven't even begun the debate on this show. And maybe we will next week about who wins MVP. Because there are a lot of people in baseball who believe it still should be Shohei Otani. Um, that so that's right there is the reason interesting why it to watch. Shouldn't be. I'm with you. Now, he, wasn't the hitting, only, he was hitting 250. I don't know how he'd be hitting 250 and still had 60 home runs, but if he was hitting 250 and you know everyone was a solo home run, which it's honestly not all that far off, maybe two run homers every time. But then you have a conversation. I just don't think. I mean, he's literally carrying his team. Which will be in the playoffs. J Man says it is Sunday night. Beautiful. Um, the average is the only thing in question here. He's going to win the home run crown in the AL. He's going to win the RBI crown. On the, yeah. it, it's Xander Bogarts and Aaron Judge for the American League hitting title. Yeah, That's there's, a, there's one other person like one point behind Bogarts too. So okay, okay. So this thing, this thing will get interesting. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. Still the NFL Pick 6 Vodka. Pick them to come on the show. We will recap how we did, unfortunately, last week. This is not as easy as it looks, people. We're back right after this in a minute on Honorado and Company. Teams. Athletes. organizations we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose claim your crown you've heard of unsung heroes the men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes for the past year you've learned about our many charitable endeavors Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. 
Escoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who helped deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Our week three of the NFL season is here. It was a wild week two. Let's not forget how oh. crazy week two was before we spin this thing forward to week three. And so to do that, we throw out the performance industrial dirty, difficult, done. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Bill Miller and his team in South Glens Falls in Albany do an incredible job. No job too dirty, too difficult for them to get it done. Check out our guys at Performance Industrial. They epoxy floors. They do kitchen. It's it's, it's incredible the work they do. Check them out uh, on their website. All right, Ash, let's get into it here. The uh, dirty, difficult, done from week two, if you will. All right, this is my dirty, difficult, done. And it's that Jimmy G rescuing the Niners, saving the Niners, whatever you want to call it, feels dirty because of how they treated him. Hmm. But I love I love everything about it. This is a guy who has led them to two NFC Championship games, to one Super Bowl, and at the end of two years ago, the 49ers traded three first-round picks to draft Trey Lance number three overall and basically said, We've just drafted your heir apparent. And not only that, it wasn't like a Jordan Love situation where it was like he's going to sit for as long as he needs to and when you decide you want to go. It was a, we're going to push him in as quickly as possible and you're probably out or you're going to play, you know, the, the veteran who lets this guy and leads him in. He played that role. And now after almost being traded, not being traded, saying goodbye to all the reporters at the end of last season, he is their starting quarterback. They are relying on him to take them back to an NFC championship game. I found this stat very interesting. For Kyle Shanahan, who was the leader of the not treating Jimmy G all that well, as a head coach, is 8-29 and 29 in games not quarterbacked by Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. If I'm okay. him, I'm, I'm going to ride Jimmy G all the way. Yeah, I mean, it's not shocking because if you took any head coach's record uh, in games in which their starting quarterback didn't play, I'm sure it is under 500. Sure. Uh, maybe other than Bill Belichick. But but that's okay. Okay. You win with Jimmy G. Yeah, he look, I, he will get you to the playoffs. He'll get you deep in the playoffs. I gonna, don't. It's not going to be sexy. None of it will be sexy. Yeah, but I don't even, I don't. I don't believe in the guy to make me to make big, big throws and big moments to win sure. football games for me. That's just not how I view him. How about this guy, Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, four touchdown passes, no interceptions, and my triple D this week is NFL teams down double digits late are not done. <clears throat> we learned that in Cleveland. We learned that in Baltimore. Flacco throws two touchdown passes over the span of one. Minute, you sandwich a, an onside kick in between there, and the Jets beat the Browns in stunning fashion. Then the Dolphins, Tua throws six touchdowns. Dolphins are down 21 points in the second half. 
Yeah. And it's Tua to Waddle and Hill and Gesicki. And before you know it, they win in Baltimore, 42-38. And how about Kyler Murray? Did his homework this week. Ran like a crazy man back there on a two-point conversion. That two-point conversion, Tua had. By the way, I said on, on our rapid reaction KPM, I said 30 yards. He went back as far as the 22-yard line. I watched it back yesterday. The 22-yard line and then scrambled into the end zone. Raiders, yeah. what? The the finishes on Sunday were Wild. insane. Yeah, insane. Wild. Which was the... The Dolphins won. Yeah, they I, I get that. Done. I just think the points and the time in the Jets game okay. made that even Onside more kick. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, and, and Nick Chubb had said, listen, my bad. I, I shouldn't have gone in. And I always think like that's so ridiculous. But at the end of the day, if you have the ball, there's no chance to onsides kick it. And that's yeah. ultimately what they get. It's not them scoring that's the problem. It's them having the chance to get the ball back a second time if they onsides kick it. That's the problem. Can I say this though too? The play before that, Kareem Hunt ran out of bounds. Yeah. So I know we're giving yeah. Chubb the business here, no, but I, I'm not, but the, you know, and I always say like, score your points, defense, find a way to stop. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I, and that's the thing, like to me, separating yourselves from the other team more is better. I, right, we got a little discrepancy here. Sam says 82, 80 something. Jason says 85. It doesn't matter. It was insane yeah. what Wild. he did. Absolutely insane. Same. All right, we'll get to week three here, and the game's not on our board. That's coming up in a moment, but I see Anthony Marino from the American Cancer Society almost ready to go. So Ash and I will get our picks in the Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em right around the corner here on Honorado and Company, guys, back in 30 seconds. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Shout out to all of our local business partners making this show possible, expanding it now to a second day on the weekend as well. 6 p.m. on Saturday nights on my 4, 6 a.m. Sunday mornings on News Channel 13 to get you ready for your NFL Sunday. Jeff Casey is watching as well. Good morning to you, Jeff. Always great to have you on here. Now, Anthony will love to see this comment. Melissa... <laughs> Uh, is is a viewer during NFL season. We know that. She is a huge Bills fan. Squish the fish is one of the most fun things you can say uh, as a fan base. I'm not even a Bills fan, and yet I think it's a lot of fun to say squish the fish. So thank you, Melissa, for uh, for jumping on here as well. All right, Ash, let's get going. And now, your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. We love the team at Saratoga Courage Distillery, Holly and Serge and Adam being our partners here 
for the weekly pick'em segment each and every week on Honorado and Company. The first game of the weekend for us, Bills Dolphins here, five and a half Buffalo, a road favorite. I am on Miami to cover, okay, not to win the game. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I like the fact at home. You understand that's less than a touchdown, right? Sure, you can win by three or four in this league. Until the Bills lose, uh, win by less than 30 points, I'm not going to take any cover out there. Okay. I, what they're doing is insane. I it's know. insane. I know. But it can't sustain forever. I'm, I'm forever. riding the side of the not law forever. of averages here that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, the speed on offense for Miami makes a difference, and they're yes. able to score enough okay. to hang with Buffalo. You get okay. down – 21 against the Bills, you're not putting that comeback together. Well, no, they can't get down 21, let's face it. All right, the next game of the weekend for us, Cincinnati at the Jets. You're the Jets here. here. Okay, tell me why. Uh, Because Joe Burrow doesn't have an offensive line until they can protect him. Uh, And I'm not into – I told you I would probably pick against the Jets all season long. Here I'm not picking against the Jets, but I probably will more often than I don't. I'm not into like there's some magic juju that Joe Flacco is bringing about this team, but I am really off the Bengals and I, I didn't pick them to win the division at the beginning of the season because I thought they would be down. I'm going to go with the Jets here and take a flyer. I was so bad last week. It can't get any worse. It could get worse, but it can't get much worse. Yeah. I just don't believe that Flacco can do it again. That's yeah. all. It was wild. I just don't see him doing it again. All oh, right. The Chiefs and the Colts here. Uh, we're both on Kansas City. You're telling just to skip it completely I mean, here, huh? The Colts are so bad. Don't even explain it. Okay. Well, I won't even explain it. Let's just oh, move on then. It. That's fine. Um, let's go. Let's go to the next one here. I've got Green Bay at Tampa. You're picking against your team. You're picking against your team. Is that a yes? I I can't. Why can't I hear you? I don't know why. Um, I'll, I'll get that remedied here in a second. Okay. I'm on Tampa here because the Packers don't win at Tampa Bay and they certainly don't beat Tom Brady. So I'm on, I'm on Tampa here to cover what is just a field goal at this point, two and a half. Okay. All okay. right, Ash, I'll give you first shot here. I'll jump in when you're done here. Niners and the Broncos, the Sunday night game on news channel 13 WNYT. It's as close to a pick as you can get. One and a half points. Jimmy G leading the Niners. Russell Wilson has done nothing to impress with that Broncos team uh, on the Niners. Jimmy G. You can yeah, hear me now? You, you, yeah, you pretty much said everything that needed to be said there. I don't trust the Broncos at all. I had them finishing last in the AFC West anyway. And now you got the steady hand of Garoppolo with San Francisco. Uh, I'm with you. They'll cover that point and a half. On the road. Here's the Monday nighter. Cowboys and the Giants. What are you doing? I didn't learn my lesson last week. Picked against the Giants last week. I'm pretty sure didn't work yes. out for me. Picking against them again this week. They're not good. It's not I'm a good sorry. Team. The Cowboys are good. No, neither one of them is good. So <laughs> it's a field goal. Like, who knows? Okay. All right, I'm this on the giant. I am beat you or lose to you is by yeah picking someone different. I didn't know who you picked, but right, I am riding Brian Dable here. There's something that's just happening there where they 
win 21-20 at Tennessee on a two-point conversion. They went on a Graham Gano 56-yard field goal. By the way, he's NFC uh, Special Teams Player of the Week, or maybe yeah. an Offensive Player of the Week. Four field goals in that game, two 50-yarders in the fourth quarter. There's something special happening at MetLife right now with the Brian Dable-led uh, New York Giants. That I'm going to ride them here until I miss on them, and then I'll actually start putting some thought into these picks. I'd be I'd be happy to lose this game. I know you would. I know you would. All right. Hey, how did we do last week, oh, Ash? Uh, the skip, the short it. answer there is, After is, you? is not great. Not great. No. We're both five and seven this year. Uh, you you thank goodness for the Bills because you couldn't take a goose egg week two. No. So you got Buffalo on, on Monday night, which got you to one and five. But we're both only five and seven. Here is who our guest is chasing this week. Average start here for our two guest pickers, Peter Gannon from the United Way, Andy Heck from Alpenhaus, both three and three. And that you, you guys know, you know what? Bill. I'll take average every week. I'd take three and three every week versus a four and two week and a one and five week like I pulled off somehow. Yeah. And you guys know the deal at this point. The top uh, record from a nonprofit locally will get a nice donation from our local business partners here on Honorado and company. So that is a very, very cool thing. We'll All right, let's bring our guest sponsor out to dinner. Right. Correct. Maybe you'd rather have dinner with us than them. No, you'd rather have the money. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's bring our guest picker into the conversation here. Finally, Anthony Marino has been patient enough with us. Uh, Anthony, man, congrats on your bills so far. And, uh, and we'll talk about a big award you're getting uh, this week as well. But first of all, man, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. It's great to be on with both of you. And, uh, to be the guest picker. Hopefully I can finish above 500 this week. Thank Are you, you for feeling doing good this, man. after this start? You know, I'm feeling great after the start. And yeah. I'll be honest, that game against the Rams, everyone predicting the Bills is a Super Bowl favorite. You, you get to that point and you're not used to having that kind of expectations, right? Like you go through the drought, you're just thinking to yourself, let's make the playoffs. Let's, you know, sneak by someone. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're opening at the Super Bowl champion. You're a favorite. Yeah. on the Thursday night opener, and it was absolute domination. And then to come back and do the same thing against the Titans, uh, I'm not used to having these types of feelings, okay. but it's, uh, you know, Bills fans have paid their dues for a long period of time, and Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, like, everybody loves yeah. those guys. By the way, look at the backdrop here. Is this a home office, or are you at work? This is a home office, and I will be honest with you, at the start of the pandemic, like many people, you were shuffling to find a space to work from home and i had a just white wall behind me and it looked like i was in solitary confinement <laughs> so i said it is time to to get some things going here some some gifts from my kids from mementos from acs and and of course some some bills and ted lasso memorabilia which are always some of my favorites yeah i was going to say the homage to ted lasso there real awesome. men wear pink up behind you as well those are cut up license plates spelling out buffalo bills yeah, it is. You know, it's always been one of those things. My kids have loved, uh, you know, tracking license plates from the, the 50 different states uh, from the time they were little, right, to make the time pass on those long road trips. So when they saw that, it uh, it was a must-have, and, and I'm proudly display it. That's very cool, man. Really cool. All right, so you know at this point you just have to beat Gannon's three and three. So we're kind of teeing one you up here you, oh, for yeah. you pretty easily, right? You, you just have to beat Peter yeah. at three and three. Here are our picks now head-to-head -head with you, Anthony. You like the Bills. You should. You're on the Bengals. 
Chiefs, Packers, Niners, Giants. All right, first let's let's go to the Bengals here because we know why you picked the Bills. But the Bengals here against the Jets, a team that's 0-2 and uh, made it to the Super Bowl last year, man. Yeah, and it's weird with the Bengals, right? I mean, Joe Burrow and that offensive line have just struggled in these first couple of weeks. Uh, you know, you have so many friends that are Jets fans, so to see them pull out the victory over the Browns last week was exciting and was happy for everyone. But when it comes to making the picks, even laying the points, uh, the Bengals have to bounce back at some point. They've just got too much talent and... I'm just not convinced that Joe Flacco can do it two weeks in a row. That was kind of Chris's thing too. Chiefs easy pick, right? I mean, we kind of skipped over it because it felt so easy. Yeah, and it hurts because, you know, Frank Reich, former beloved Buffalo mm -hmm. Bill head coach, have always had a soft spot for him and his team. And uh, just a horrible start when you think of the way they have played in these first two weeks. So uh, the, the Chiefs, honestly, I was surprised it was only six and a half points. Mm -hmm. I don't think home field advantage really means as much in some places, and, and Indianapolis is certainly one of those. So I thought the Chiefs were an easy pick. All right, now you're on my Packers here. I'm the only one not picking I mean, Green Bay. How about that? This is silly. Um, why, why Green Bay, despite everything everybody has said about the lack of wide receiving talent, the way they looked week one, why Green Bay on the road at Brady? Yeah, and I think Green Bay, they settled in in week two. I mean, granted, it was against the Bears, but they did the same thing last year to start the season, right? Really throwing up a stinker. And uh, I don't know, is Tom Brady like on the verge of just having a complete meltdown? <laughs> I mean, I, I do take a lot of uh, joy in seeing that when he's throwing tablets and like eyes are popping out of his head in different yep. pieces. But there, there's something weird going on in, in Tampa Bay. And, and that's not even my disdain for, for Tom Brady, but just with – some of the injuries and different pieces, they might be without Mike Evans now. I don't know if he's going to appeal that suspension. But, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I, I think we saw a good bounce back. And I like Aaron Jones. I like A.J. Dillon, what they can do in that rush attack. See them. Yeah, getting I mean, they won't have Godwin or Mike Evans. Right. They signed your former boy, Cole Beasley, who who kept things interesting in Buffalo for an offseason or two. Um, so, yeah, OK. Now we're both, we're all on the Niners here as well. Uh, but you like the Giants on Monday night at home. I love that. Yeah, and you know what? With the Giants, I mean, Brian Dable, Joe Shane, what they have been able to do these first two weeks, uh, you know, all of Bill's fans have a, a soft spot in their, in their heart for those two guys because really helped get the team to where they are today. So for Dable to get that opportunity to be a head coach for the first time and, you know, to have two emotional wins, I mean, that that week one win, right? We talked about Ted Lasso before. It was reminiscent. I mean, you see Dable dancing in the locker room with his players. Uh, it made me think of that opening scene of, of Ted Lasso. And when you see a coach like that that is beloved by his players, they're bought in. And they certainly did not have that with Joe Judge. And if Brian Dable has that, um, you know, and let's be honest, I mean, the Cowboys without Dak Prescott, like they're, they're a bit beat up too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, I, Anthony, I think you're right about it just seems this feels like a different team, whether or not the Giants beat any good teams this year. In the past, they haven't beaten the teams they were supposed to beat. They haven't beaten the below average to mm -hmm. mediocre teams. And even if they can do that in Brian Dable's first season, I think that's a huge step forward. And you can tell that they're already playing for this guy. So whether or not 
they do any better than 500 or even if it's below 500. I think the feeling is just different for Giants fans. So yeah, I think you're right. It just it's so much different than Joe Judge. It's also so much different than Ben McAdoo. Those those prior two coaches, it's just such a a difference. It's di- completely opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, and to have Saquon Barkley back Healthy, just yeah. makes such a huge difference, right? And yeah. I've always been a fan of his, especially in that week one victory. I mean, that was the the vintage Saquon that, yep. that fans have, have grown to love. So it's been good to see him uh, having success early on. How many Bills games will you get to this year? You know, we were looking at the schedule the other day. I mean, you guys know we've got three kids that all play sports and have yeah. different school activities and it gets to be a uh, a challenge. We went out to week 17 last year when there was like 40 mile an hour winds and it was uh, like five degrees below zero. Uh. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can, what we can do this year. But I'm, I'm also a little bit of a nervous fan. My uh, family makes fun of me because I pace back and forth in front of the TV. <laughs> so sometimes it, just to be in my safe space is all right. Yeah. Well, I don't know that we coordinated this. I'm wearing pink. Ash is wearing pink. I'm sure there's a touch I really of pink didn't, but... in your shirt as well, uh, Anthony. I want to congratulate you on an award you're going to be given uh, this week at the American Cancer Society's Basketball, which is such a great event that you guys put on. Uh, your commitment to this fight against cancer, it's uh, beyond well-deserved. And what does it mean to you? Honestly, it means everything to me. Uh, when I started at ACS almost 17 years ago, uh, I knew this was something that I wanted to do with coaches versus cancer, right? You love the game of college basketball. You grow up idolizing so many of these coaches and what they've been able to accomplish on the court. And then you start to learn, oh my gosh, here is what they do in their mm-hmm. communities to help in the fight against cancer. So thankfully we were able to start something. Here we are 17 years later uh, when Ken Raymond asked me to be the honoree. I mean, usually I'm the one asking someone else to be right. honored at that event. So it did catch me a little bit off guard. Um, but I am just truly, truly humbled to to be receiving that award. And it should be a great night. It's always an amazing night. Uh, Jerry McNamara going to be there. And also two of Chris's brother's student athletes will be honored. Yeah. And those are two kids who are as inspiring as it gets in Evan Franz and Joe Carista. Yeah. And to have these young men with us, you know, each year we have these student athletes that join us and the entire Tamarack community is always so supportive of everything that we do at the American Cancer Society. Um, I'm happy to to have them with us to receive that Marianne Donnelly Award. It just means so much to to everyone and to have them join us uh, again will just be another part of a, a very special night. All right, Anthony, you need four wins, man, to put yourself on the top of the leaderboard. I, I see it in your future, buddy. Uh, I see a Bills victory in your future as well. Just yeah, be no for a Dolphins backdoor cover. Don't hate me for that. <laughs> it's all good. You know, like I said, the expectations are tough to deal with. So I'm never going to pick against them. But there's always that. I mean, listen, you saw that comeback from the Dolphins. It should be a great game, probably yeah. high scoring. And let's see what happens on Sunday. All right, I might get to Packers-Bills on Goosey Night. We called it Goosey Night in New Jersey the night before Halloween. Is that a thing in upstate New York? Anyway, it's October 30th, Sunday night, uh, when you would TP houses and throw eggs. I never did it. I saw other people do it. Um, So I might be at Packers-Bills. If if it happens, I'll let you know, and maybe we'll figure something out, Anthony, man. So thank you so much for, for jumping on the show, and good luck this week. Thank you both. It was a pleasure.
All right, Anthony Marino from the American Cancer Society, who does great things with ACS ah. locally. And, and, I mean, he's the Northeast region guy. Um, so we claim him here in, in the Albany area, but he travels the Northeast constantly uh, doing great things for cancer research and, uh, and supporting people who are in the fight itself. All right, Ash, when we come back here on Honorado and Company, the week three game's not on our pick six vodka pick them board. There are some intriguing games this yeah. week that I think are worth talking about here. We're back right after this. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Six carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. So much of the world um, was tuned into the Queen's funeral this yes. week. Um, I don't know how many people watched on TV. It was like more than two billion watched princess diana's funeral okay. my guess so is this that was like 97 i think yeah this will be um, more i would because guess all the more. ways you can take it in i would think so was the queen as beloved as princess diana internationally internationally i'm gonna say yes I, the whole thing with princess diana was her age and how it happened the queen has been, she's held the crown for 70 years. Like yeah. everyone from 99 year olds or 105 year olds down to, you know, little kids, it's all that they've known. So it's a little bit different. And she's the queen. Princess Diana was a princess who was not of the act, you know, she was married mm -hmm. into the royal family. So while it was devastating, I think this is very different. I've asked this question a number of times around the station in the last week and a half or so. And I did what are, it. What the, are some the, of the answers you've gotten? The I'm day excited. the queen died and yeah. everybody started talking about the hundreds of thousands of people that would make their way to her viewing, if you will. Um, and they waited on a line that was five miles long. 24 and hours. More than 24 hours. I thought to myself, is there any public figure? That would compel you to travel not outside of your zip code, because that's easy to do, outside of your area code. We in the Albany area are in the 518. Um, would you travel outside of the 518 to pay your respects to any public figure? Probably not. Um, like if the queen had a viewing in Washington, D.C., would I be interested in going? Maybe. I just also am not all for large crowds and standing in line for like, I'm going to pay my respects with my own private moments and prayers and everything else. Like I just, I'm not sure that that would really do it for me. I don't know that I would feel closer to someone because I saw their casket that I never really knew. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. All right. And you, you just skipped over the idea of doing it for any U.S. president. You said they'd have to fly the queen well, from sure. England to Washington, D.C. to get you to leave the 518. Yeah, I, I don't Not think a leader I would of our for, country. I don't <laughs> think I would do country. it for a president. Either. I just there's nobody who 
who I would want. And this sounds like selfish, but like, I don't want to stand in line for 12 hours or 24 hours. There's no, there's no one that's that compelling to me that I feel like, again, it would make that big of a difference in my life to be there versus, you know, do it my own way. Who's the closest call for you? Carmelo Anthony? Well, who's the, no. who's the, who's no. the closest call where you're like, this person is my childhood and I have to, I know, I don't even have I to literally can't think of one person. Like, maybe if I was alive for JFK, that would have been something. You're, but Okay, yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the deaths uh, Elvis, in, it's the in ones tragedy. that are tragic. Yeah, yeah it's or, those that, or, that, are, that happen when you you don't expect it. Yep, yeah, an age too soon. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did think this was cool in terms of the way public figures are uh, – are remembered or yeah, I guess in this way it was really transported. But when they took George H.W. Bush. I was just going to say that. By I train. Might have gone, I might I have thought, gone. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no doubt. I think that was really cool. And, and that to me was like, oh, hey, you want to go visit family in Houston and see something really. That to me was so unique and different that I think that would have been very cool. Um, yeah. So maybe that would have been one. But if I had to just wait in line for 12 hours, then that, no. Um, and, and that's like when you saw the Queen's, the procession for the Queen's funeral. I mean, there were people along every inch of that procession, every inch of it. Even when they got outside of London proper on their way to where she would be, was it Westminster? Well, no, no. from Westminster Abbey, obviously, then True. to where she got in the hearse and drove. But it, every second of that car ride in the hearse full of people crazy i may have gone to see that for you know five minutes or so but it's it's literally all you get is like 30 seconds right and so again you. your answer is you wouldn't travel outside your area if if hw's train happens to pass through your town or no, the I might, queen's i might travel outside the area for that all right but it, I don't want to wait in line for 12 hours. I want to go somewhere where it's like, a, I'll show up a couple hours, wait for her to come by, him to come by, wave, cool, I'm out. Would you wait for anything for 12 hours? No. no. All right. Uh, is Syracuse for real? They're 3-0. and Louisville, UConn, Purdue, they now have three more home games in a row. Are we looking at a 6-0 and Syracuse team at the end of this homestand? Okay. Well, no, there's a lot of belief uh, there. I think I think Syracuse is for real-ish, but let us not forget that they play in the ACC with several teams who are ranked in the top 25 that they're going to play against. Listen, those are good teams. Those are teams that Syracuse hasn't beaten in 100 years, it feels okay, like. They're nice so, teams, but they're not New Year's Day Bowl teams. Clemson yeah. Clemson's the only one. I know you're talking about NC State and Pitt and and North Carolina Wake Forest, and Wake Forest. And Florida State. Yeah, I get nice it. Nice teams. But yeah. they're bowl teams for sure. Was Florida State back? Although, if you're expanding that to 12 teams, it, they may very well be in the college football playoff. So they Well, but I'm even just talking about the New York Six, before. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Florida State back? Is this a thing? Florida State, are they back? Yeah. Not back, but they're good. They're better than they have been. Yeah, much better than they have been. That's for darn sure. Uh, so, uh, well, and then uh, this is another thing. I maybe the only thing I would wait twelve hours in line for is like mm -hmm. if someone said 
you can have tickets to a Syracuse basketball national championship game, but you have to wait in line for 12 hours. There's a chance I do it. Boy, yeah. I don't even There's know that you could I do get, it. Don't know that you could get Packers me to do Super that Bowl? outside of Lambo or I've right, told Packers, you I Packers Super Bowl. Yeah, I you don't, don't have NFC championship game. There it is. I'd have no desire to go to a Packers Super Bowl. I would rather watch that at home. An NFC championship game at Lambeau Field, not I'm interested because I'm surrounded by other people who are incredibly invested in that. Um, and it's much more of a football experience than the Super Bowl, which you know gets knocked all the time for being as, as corporate as it is. All right, one last break here on Honorado and Company. We will wrap week three in the NFL when we come back. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. And KPM Restoration, our sponsor with the rapid reaction each and every week. And lately, you've been finding us on Monday mornings reacting to the football weekend. You can catch us two times now on the weekend. Saturday nights at 6 p.m. Used to be at 6.30. Now it's 6 p.m. On my four Sunday mornings to get you ready for football at 6 a.m. on News Channel 13. So a couple of ways to find us over the weekend. If you don't catch the live stream on social media or if you don't watch us back after the fact. Here are some week three games Ash, that I think are worth talking about that we did not pick against the spread. Pittsburgh and Cleveland is that Thursday nighter. Uh, everybody get your Amazon Prime subscription up to date to watch this <laughs> AFC so North rivalry. Yeah. Uh, big game for both teams here. And yeah. it may go a long way in deciding Mitchell Trubisky's time as the starting quarterback yes. in Pittsburgh. People are already saying it should be Kenny Pickett. They're one and one, everybody. Let's just take it. Yeah, calm down. Here. Okay. Um, Cleveland at home for you? Hmm. Maybe. Um, yeah, I get, do you know what the spread is on that? I would say Cleveland at home, but yeah. Uh, I don't, but I'll, I'll pull them up here now while we're talking about it. I, I'm i not asking you to cover, just yeah, saying yeah. straight up winner uh, who wins this game. I think yeah. it's Cleveland too. I think without TJ Watt, I think yep. um, I think they find a way, the Browns do, to run the ball very effectively with Hunt and Chubb. Chubb Browns yeah. are four and a half point favorites. Okay. Hmm. Baltimore, New England. Um I don't know. Does New England stink? Uh, they, they don't stink no. maybe as much as they're we thought though. they did after week one. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think they're great. And I think you're going to get a real angry Ravens team 
that maybe comes out and just says, you know what, forget 21, let's put up 35 and not let this get close at any point. I have been so bad two weeks into the football season on a particular app on my phone. So bad. Which is what? What Caesars. But I would hammer the Ravens here, giving New England three points. A road favorite at Gillette. I get it. I would hammer the Ravens here for sure. Detroit, Minnesota is interesting because – yeah. Detroit is not going to be a walkover of nope. a team against anybody, certainly nope. in a division game like this. Yeah. Lions and Vikings are one and one after Minnesota looked really good week one. And then, and then they got exposed week yeah. two. They got so, exposed by the Eagles. You, I'm inherently interested because of it being an AFC North, uh, an game. NFC North game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Detroit, I'm telling you, People, if Detroit's on your schedule, this is not going to be yeah. a fun game. You are likely to win, but it's not going to be fun. Uh, what's the spread there? Uh, Detroit is a six-point dog. So Minnesota favored by six at home. Now, I think the Vikings are very different at home yeah. than they are on the road yeah. in general. Yep. Um, but are you telling me Detroit doesn't keep this thing close? No, they keep it close, but that's a touchdown game. Like, there's a, a good chance that Minnesota wins by a touchdown, but I don't think it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Here's an NFC East game. You Giants fans out there are interested I mean, here because Philly's really 2 hard and 0. And the Commanders are 1 and 1. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites on the road. I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm giving it. You're giving yeah, it. whatever. I, I'm, taking, I'm taking Philadelphia, is what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't I don't enjoy that verbiage because for me taking it means I'm taking a, a specific team. I don't care about taking the points. Okay, um fine. yeah, I'm taking Philadelphia. They um I Jalen yeah, Hurts, I would I think I would give the I'd give the points for sure. Jalen Hurts is going to be uh, if, if you play fantasy football, he's going to be a top five quarterback in fantasy football yeah. this year. He is on his way two weeks. I know, big deal on Arado. Two weeks into to making a Pro Bowl the way this guy's playing. He is a serious threat. And, and I keep saying it, gosh darn it, the Eagles have surrounded him with some of the most talented offensive skill players in the league. I've already Finally. talked myself. What? Finally. Well, yeah. I Remember when myself. they were like driving him out of town and it was like, he because is not this, the answer. He's not the franchise quarterback. Get him out. Yeah, because All this you is do football. is give somebody it, some weapons, man. And they're fans. They're they're idiots. Yeah. Um, I think there were more people than fans saying that. Oh, yeah. I think there were people in the organization who were ready to move on from this saying. guy. And I don't even think they're completely sold yet at this point. Um, I've talked about the Raiders receiving core as maybe the best in the league when you get Miami. your top three, Renfro, Adams, and, and Waller. Who did I talk about last week as being maybe? Miami. Miami, right. Waddle and Hill and Gasicki. Uh, but now maybe I'm on the Eagles here. Is that too overreactionary uh, because I'm going with Brown. Brown? Who else? I, I can't go no. Devontae Smith yet. No. But Dallas Goddard's a very good tight end. Yeah, no. Okay, they're in the top five. Uh, Rams and the Cardinals. I, I don't know what to make of the Rams yet. Maybe you have a strong opinion on the defending Super no, Bowl I, champs here two weeks I in don't after have they a almost lost. I don't have opinion on either of those teams. Yeah. There, there are some teams after two weeks that I'm like, I have 
no idea. I don't know if we're going to get the Cardinals team of week one or the yeah. Cardinals team of week two. And some of that game, the first half of that game was the Cardinals team of week one in week two. So I'm not sold on the Cardinals. They needed a heroic effort by one of the best athletes on the planet and Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what to make of the Rams either. Me neither. And that's not overstating it on Murray. He was a top 10 pick in the major league baseball draft. Not all that long yeah, ago. No, he's a freak um, I think the, I think the Rams win here. I think the Rams win here. Yeah, I think so too. Three and a half point favorites. I'll take the Rams to cover that. Okay. Yeah. yeah not taking the points or whatever. When, you- when we are back, um, next week, mm-hmm. how many home runs will Aaron Judge have? On a Thursday, we will have played how many? Six, five or six more games. I'll tell you. Um, let's say sixty-three. So he's only going to hit three more. How many games to play? Six. By next Thursday. Pittsburgh, Boston, 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 Boston. Okay, that's five. Then they're mm-hmm. going to play Toronto Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Eight so games. Eight games. Yeah, I'm still comfortable with 63. Okay. I'm I'm going to say 64. I was going to say. I knew you were going to say that and act like it was going to blow me out of the water here. Like, you're one above me. But I was, I honestly thought about going 62 and that maybe they pitch him a little tighter. Yeah. I Listen, I don't think it'll be a matter of him tightening up. Like, I know he, I know he wasn't great in his first few at bats. Uh, he wasn't super productive, but he didn't feel like he was gripping it too tight. It didn't seem like that no. was the issue. And it doesn't seem like he's going to. Like, the interview afterwards with Giancarlo Stanton, he said, Andy's not done yet. And, the camera points to him and he does one of the Dikembe Mutombo finger wags. <laughs> he is enjoying this more than Maris. Did you read all the stories about how Roger Maris's hair was falling out? Uh, Mag- the, the, it got to McGuire as well. He didn't enjoy the pressure of it. Having reporters around his locker after every game, probably because he was worried about them finding something. But on top, other than that, nobody has enjoyed this process the way Judge is enjoying it. Bonds may have, because I think yeah. Bonds knew I'm going to obliterate this yeah. record. Uh, but but Judge is enjoying this. And yes, to your point there, go ahead, throw him up again. He is going to make so much money. So much yeah, money. He's laughing it to the to the bank. He's laughing it to the bank. This guy, uh, whew, I can't even imagine what they're going to have to pay him. Yeah. Jay, I don't know when pitchers... Else. We'll start paying, we'll start pitching him differently. Maybe, maybe never. They maybe. did. The difference is they did. He used to not be able to hit a slider, and now he can hit a slider. That's the problem for pitchers. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right, we got to go. Enjoy the football, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us here each and every week on Honorado and Company on News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.